I've always loved wrestling, always loved competing, always loved fighting. Um, the fighting exposure I had was definitely outside of the ring. Um, sure. To me, it's um, I've had a weird relationship with violence in my life. It's a it's a very it, to me it's the most purest form of communication. It's something that's super intimate. And I know it may sound a little twisted, but during the wrestling and, and during all my fights outside, I've done a lot of chokes and learned how to do on the jujitsu side and have a lot of fun with that. But to me, there's nothing more, I don't know, intimate or arousing than having somebody go lifeless in your hands. And you're the one that created that. And you're the one that has that power. And, you know, it's just such a pure form of, of sport, a pure form. of It's the only form of communication that transcends across all cultures is yeah. violent because right. you punch somebody in the face everybody knows what you mean. You don't need any words. So to me, that's such a beautiful art form. I'd like to give a special shout out to the sponsor of our show, The Makeover Master. I can't say enough good things about them as they've done a ton to help grow our show and support our mission through their branding and brand strategy help. Honestly, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without them. Here's the deal. If you run a business and you want more awareness, leads, and sales, everyone out there is telling you that their strategy, tool, or tactic is the magic pill that will give it to you fast and easy. But these quick fix solutions don't work for most because most businesses are either missing the foundations or they're out of order and the foundations are what make all these online strategies work. Well, I have some awesome news for you. Because of our sponsorship with the Makeover Master, I'm able to give you their $997 foundations course for free. I've been through this course myself and it is packed with so much value and it's unlike any other course out there today. You can get through it in less than a few hours and it will completely transform your perspective on what really matters and why it matters when it comes to having more success with your business online. If you go to the show notes of this episode, our sponsors page, or visit ericallenmedia.com foundations today, you can get access to the course completely free. And I'm not really sure when this free offer is going to end, so go to ericallenmedia.com foundations and get your free $997 gift from me to you. MMA fighter, self-proclaimed whiskey puppy, tattoo taco enthusiast, so much more, man. Thank you so much for taking time, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you, Eric. Dude, I love to go back with my guests. Like, where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you? Interesting. Uh, I'm the product of engineers and college athletes. So okay. uh, dad wrestled in college. Mom played basketball in college. So athletics was beaten into me at an early age. Uh, my parents always used to say that I wasn't allowed to pay for college. It didn't matter how I got there, whether it was sports or academics. Luckily, I ended up with both. Uh, okay. But grew up in the uh, ugly desert of Tri-Cities, Washington. <laughs> so not a lot to do there, but wrestle yeah. and, and get in fights and do everything else. So, yeah. And then, I mean, I know that uh, you you love Harley Davidson's and like, how, when did you transition to like, holy crap, man, I love these things. And, and like, when did you kind of fall in love with the Harley Davidson bikes? So actually, um, I grew up, uh, my dad, before all of us kids were born, my dad got in a really, really bad motorcycle accident and actually has a two inch scar from right below his esophagus all the way down to like his belt buckle. Oh so my growing gosh. up, my parents always told me no tattoos, no motorcycles, no cigarettes. <laughs> I'm shooting two for three. Yeah. So so I, uh, you know, when people tell you, no, you kind of like it. So yeah. that's been something that's always been on my mind, but, uh, I got into riding shortly after my 20th birthday and, uh, moved when I relocated up to Spokane, I honestly walked into the dealership as like a, uh, you know, I need something to do. I'm new in town and here I am three and a half years later and 
I ride motorcycles for a living, so I can't even argue with that. <laughs> so awesome, man. Look, yeah. I, I remember like being at Lone Wolf, Harley Davidson there. You guys had an outdoor MMA event. That's the last time you, did you, that you fought. I think that was your debut, right? Yeah, that's technically uh, my thanks to Zach Larry. Shout out to that asshole. Uh, right. My my finance guy and came to me about two weeks before the fight. And he knew that I came from a massive wrestling background. And so he said, Hey, by the way, I signed you up. You're fighting in two weeks. And at the time, <laughs> 310 pounds, you know? And so yeah. I was like, well, shit, thanks Zach. So I did nothing but cardio for two weeks, ended up getting sick the week before, but it was an experience that if Zach hadn't had fallen told me to do it, I wouldn't be sitting here today. So it's, it opened up a whole new world to me, the MMA side of things. And it was a lot of fun. Oh, that was such a great event, man. You did awesome in that fight. And I actually had a buddy who was from the Seattle area. He'd never seen MMA fights live before. So he's sitting there cage side with me while I'm covering the events. He goes, do we get blood on us? I'm like, nah, man, never happens. First fight of the night, dude, throws an elbow, blood splats right in front of me on my buddy's laptop, dude. And I was like, oh, well, (laughs) yeah, that was a great night. dude. That's when it starts getting fun. I don't, I don't get chubbed up till blood's drawn. So, right. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. And, and then now you're fighting June 11th at Proving Grounds presented by Warrior Camp. Uh, you know, why did you decide to step back into the cage? And, and are you worried about ring rust at all? Um, ring rust, absolutely. I honestly haven't touched a body for, I don't know, six years probably. And it wasn't until the fight at Lone Wolf that I actually ever got back in there. And I had yeah. zero striking background at all. Uh, yeah. Phenomenal wrestling. Dad was a wrestler in college, so he beat that into us at an early age. Um, yeah. So that was great, except for once I tied up and I ate about three uppercuts before I was like, shit, they can do this in this one. So <laughs> so I had to learn to, to strike over the last couple of years. But honestly, getting back, it's a uh, it was, it's a birthday gift to myself. I turned 30 last week. Come so on. I, that's the ring rust. I'm, you know, I'm not even in my prime yet, I want to say. Uh, but then also I'm very uh, much so learned how to strike and get back into the kicks. I had a hip surgery last summer, um, had a really bad car accident, got T-boned through a red light and ended up doing a partial hip replacement, getting it all fixed and everything. Man. And I told my uh, surgeon that one of the first things I'm going to do is throw a head kick just to prove that his surgery is all right. So that that was able to to double his therapy but then also help prepare me for the future, you know, Okay. that front. So basically <laughs> just the, the amount of excitement that I had in the ring, I've always loved wrestling, always loved competing, always loved fighting. Um, the fighting exposure I had was definitely outside of the ring. Um, sure. To me, it's, um, I've had a weird relationship with violence in my life. It's a, it's a very, it, to me, it's the most purest form of communication. It's something that's super intimate and I know it may sound a little twisted, but during the wrestling and, and during all my fights outside, I've done a lot of chokes and learned how to do on the jujitsu side and have a lot of fun with that. But to me, there's nothing more, I don't know, intimate or arousing than having somebody go lifeless in your hands. And you're the one that created that. And you're the one that has that power. And, you know, it's just such a pure form of, of sport, a pure form. of It's the only form of communication that transcends across all cultures is yeah. violent because right. you punch somebody in the face everybody knows what you mean. You don't need any words. So to me, that's (laughs) such a beautiful art form and you mix art with just something that's not art. It's the two, you know, the two polar opposites come together and this beautiful form of just art and savagery 
that even the softest of individuals still looks at. It's like watching dogs fuck, man. You look at it and you're like, I shouldn't, but I'm going to watch it over. So. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you know who you're fighting yeah, on the 11th? Yeah. Um, I guess the name that was dropped was Lucas Foltz. Uh, okay. But fuck, man, I don't care. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm like 7-Eleven, man. I'm open 24-7. I'll give out my address. You can pick the time, pick the date, whatever. I just like it. It's fun to me. Yeah. That's awesome, man. It doesn't matter who put across for me. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see you back in the cage. Like you mentioned earlier, you were up to 310 pounds, like probably as early as like early 2020. You've done a lot of uh, weight cutting, like, and then you had the hip, hip surgery last year. How are you feeling right now? Like, and what's the weight that you're walking around at right now? Absolutely. Feel absolutely phenomenal. This morning weighed in 242. Um, Come on, played, man. <laughs> yep. Played college football around 320 when I was, yeah. I think my heaviest that I ever found on a scale was 318. Um, but that's when I was, you know, getting in a fight in a phone booth all the time and, you know, bouncing <laughs> and doing street fights and then the bare knuckle shit. So that was a lot of fun. But now when it comes back to wrestling and leaning out and, and, and you know, extending the ability to go, I can take a punch. So I'm okay with that. But yeah. to me, the one thing I learned was I gassed out fairly quickly in that other fight. Um, I was able to hide it to the best of my abilities, but there's something that uh, I didn't like the feeling of being tired and, feel, and feeling defenseless with that. So that's something, you know, I'll stand there and get hit in the face all day. That's fun to me. But what's not fun is gassing out. So that's the one thing I did, um, you know, with my cardio and everything. Uh, haven't touched a barbell in probably two or three years. Yeah. Um you know, just straight, all heavy sparring, hard sparring. Um, 103 minute rounds is what I do a day, plus 200 up downs a day, um, just as my morning workouts. If I get to an afternoon workout, great. But that cardio is something that my body has responded well to. When I power lifted before with football, it was great. Um, but, you know, I couldn't tie my shoes without blacking out. Sex with me was like rodeo. You got eight seconds and it's hard as shit. And after that, we're done. <laughs> Uh, but now I can go for a full 30 seconds. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude. I love to ask this question. Like who is it that motivates you in, in, you know, and, and motivates you to be successful in life and in the cage, man. Uh, very interesting question. Very fantastic question. The one thing that I think had really started to change my mindset, um, when I was 20, so I just turned 30 last week, right around 26, 27, um, I had some interesting shit happen in my life. Um, and part of that was I wasn't able to respond to that the way I wanted to. The one thing I've learned is the whole, the whole violence thing. Um, I always got my point across very quickly, very easily. And when I wasn't able to do that, I felt part of the disrespect I got was because I turned into that fat, uncardio shaped piece of shit. It didn't matter. I could lift a car. I looked like I could lift a 40 ounce beer to my face and a couple cheeseburgers. So mm -hmm. to me, the mental health aspect of it starts with your physical health. So from that, I listened to um, a lot of Jordan Peterson, uh, a lot of uh, Andy Frisellas, uh, David Goggins, stuff like that. It was all the shit that I knew what I should be telling myself, but I never had anybody else to tell me. So every morning, even now, every morning, 5.30, the alarm goes off. I start my day with a joint and a cup of coffee, take a shit, and I watch the same fucking video. It's a 25-minute video, and it 
Tyson Fury's in it, talks about his mental health transition. Uh, David Goggins, you know, puts his two cents in. Andy Frisella makes an appearance in that. And it's basically everything that I need to remind myself, but it comes out of the mouths of those that have zero empathy and zero excuses. Everybody can have an excuse themselves. Um, so like the whole training thing, like I said, I haven't touched a body. I created my whole MMA gym in my 30 by 40 shop, 30 feet out my back door. I have a 10 by 10 wrestling mat, wall mats, eight foot Muay Thai bag, all that out there. So for me, when my shit goes off, there's zero excuses. If I can't walk my fat ass 30 feet out my back door, then I'm only failing myself. And here I am with all of these phenomenal gentlemen yelling at me, telling me you better fucking finish your shit up and get out there and start working out because the longer you're pooping, the more workout time you're wasting. Mm. And so to me, you know, that mental health aspect, that physical health aspect, it all gels together. I'm the happiest when I'm the healthiest. And I think that's just human nature. That's it. Nobody, nobody ever has smiles, you know, sitting on their ass doing nothing. The human body, the human mind is made to be challenged, made to be productive. And even, I mean, shit, I started out 290 right before my hip surgery last summer and I'm 242 this morning. So that right there, I've noticed just the mindset shift as the physical shift happened. Dude, that is so good, man. I, I'm huge on morning routines, huge on being disciplined to make sure that you get set your set your day up right in the morning, man. It just makes for a killer day. Yeah, I get up at 4 a.m. six days a week, man, and I'm like upstairs and I've got my vision wall and I'm like literally speaking out loud to things that I need and want happen. And and it's all happening this year, man. It's been a killer year, but I love your routine, man. I'm just getting up there and, and knowing that you know, Frisella and Goggins and Tyson Fury and all these guys, like I, same dudes, man. Like I love listening to those guys cause they're so motivating their stories and they just give it to you real man. Like get off your butt and do it. If you want to change, just make it happen. Right. Quit being lazy and just make it happen, man. I'm proud of you, dude. That's so good, man. Psychology aspect aspect of it is super powerful. The one that I'm really listening to a lot right now is uh, Mike Tyson with his transition, because yeah. again, I'm 30, I'm technically starting to get old. In the fight game, 30s getting old. Sure. So to me, you know, I, I listened to Mike Tyson. I studied, you know, Art of War, his early shit, and where he's, you know, ferocious, savage, you know, and he was scared of shit. He got close to the ring, blah, blah, blah. But uh, one of the things that resonated with me so much was the whole discipline thing. He goes, without discipline, you're fucking nothing. Discipline is what gets you there, you know. And so from that aspect, uh, what else? He said, find the shit you hate to do, but do it like you love it. Nobody likes to put their body through, you know, toward literally you're hurting your body and then letting it rest to gain more. So that that pain you go through, nobody enjoys that shit. Truly, it's against every psychological and physiological aspect to hurt yourself. But when you know what's on the other side, that minute per gain value to me is worth every penny. Mm -hmm. So that's what I you know, that whole big thing and his whole transition about you know being the art of a warrior and now he's learning the art of humbleness i still got a fucking chip on my shoulder that's unsettled so to me maybe maybe i can start being nice at 35 but okay for the, but for the next couple of years i'm gonna start doing my therapy my way and start getting that chip off my shoulder and anybody they fucking put in front of me is just an avenue for my therapy session yeah Oh, I love it, dude. So fired up, man. I want to do a transition to some fun questions here. You've probably seen my show. I've got these things called pod decks. I'm going to randomly pull one out here. They're just Find random questions. We'll see what it says. Uh, okay. So this is interesting. What are four things that people might not know about you? Oh shit. Four things people might not know about me. Um, I'm 
actually very nice. I, that's one Absolutely. thing I've, I've oddly been described as a sweetheart. Um, okay. I don't let that out very much. Um, number two, uh, the mental health aspect is something I've had a very interesting and traumatic life. Uh, so from that aspect, that's I've changed myself drastically and I've shaped myself absolutely drastically, um, life experiences as well. So out of the 30 years I've lived, I've been a cop, I've been in jail, um, I've been married twice, um, I've graduated college, like I've done a lot of shit in 30 years and, and a lot of that not the right direction. Um, so out of those 30 years in a weird way that, that helps out. Uh, number three, I have a tattoo of Gary Busey. That okay. seems to find its way into into conversations and dumb shit. Um, but then, honestly, number four, uh, art. I know it sounds weird, but the whole philosophical side of things, the my outward appearance, I have always used as a way to keep those away or people at bay. You know, um, I feel very vulnerable. A lot. Fuck, man. I'm even, even a little bit here talking to you with that shit. Um, so the whole kind of goes back into that mental health shit too as well. But just, um, I got diagnosed with autism and Asperger's here not too long ago. So shit like that, you know, being a high functioning autistic, but not fitting the mold of being able to be semi-social, you know, successful adult, have conversations like this with you. It's shit that people don't ever I don't know, understand it, nor do I. I mean, I still have doubts with a lot of that. I question a lot of that shit. And to me, I'm the kind of guy, if I, if I believe the stove's hot, I'm going to touch it once. I go, fuck, I wonder if it's going to be hot a second or a third time. So to me, I need to do my own trial and error. And that comes with a lot more failures. So I've had to learn a lot, um, you know, especially having very athletic parents and, and being driven, um, not from my own choice as at a young age. I've had to shift that and learn to, do the same shit and push myself the same way that I didn't like, but embrace the outcomes of it. So a lot of that shift mentally is all shit that I'm still currently working on and, and better 30 than 40 and better, better now than later, I guess. So come on, man. Thank you for sharing that, dude. Yeah, that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Uh, you've rode a ton of Harley bikes. What's the best one that you've rode? My own, your own. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. My own. Now, uh, yeah, so I ride a Road Glide Limited now, big old old man dressed bagger, if you call it that way. But I got got it all hopped up and kind of club styled out a little bit. I do a lot of riding with some clubs, have a lot of a lot of buddies there, so okay. the riding is definitely you know pushes the limits. Um, however, my wife is she wakes me up on Sundays and says, "Hey, it's 7 a.m. We're supposed to be on the road an hour ago. Let's have fun." So to her, I have the queen's got her the queen's got her her thrown in the back. So okay. I had to make sure Mama was happy first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So definitely doing that. But a lot of experiences going to Sturgis every year. I get to go back east and, and test ride Harleys over there for work quite a bit. So yeah. Whether oh, I that's rad, work. dude. Yeah. So you have a lot of tattoos. What's the most painful tattoo you've gotten? Ooh, uh, feet weren't fun. Okay. Feet, feet definitely weren't fun. Um, and then I got both. I literally, I think all the only, the only real estate I technically have left, uh, my ass cheeks and a little bit on the left leg. Okay. Um, but I got the, the worst hands down was I got both my knees done at the exact same time by two gentlemen that were very heavy handed and <laughs> they were buddies of mine. So they enjoyed the shit out of that. 
Uh, sure. But in, in I actually like I don't cry, but I say I involuntarily sweat from my eyes. And that 100 percent was a real thing. They had to like strap my legs down. And it wasn't like, hey, you pull a line, you pull a line. No, it was two dudes just. Yeah, <laughs> they were just doing their own thing. Um, but also too, like in a really weird way. I look at the tattoos again from that very philosophical, you know, ritualistic aspect, because a lot of my thoughts, and this is probably why some of my mental health shit's weird. I have a very primal way of thinking, very traditional way of thinking. Um, so when it comes to that, yes, it's very ritualistic. My artists are all really good friends. I got a guy from El Salvador. doesn't speak any English. I speak Spanish. He speaks his El Salvadoran Spanish. So we get a lot of shit loss in translation, but at the same time, when we get together, Nowhere else can you get these two crazy cultures together. We speak the same, semi the same language, and it's the same process. And it's all, you know, a lot of pain involved. And overcoming that pain, that is the ultimate one. Nobody wants an unfinished tattoo. So if you sit down for a 12-hour session in one day, we're getting it done. I'm not walking away with a couple lines and, you know, not, not filled in stuff. So that you force yourself to get over the little bit of incremental inconvenience for that long-term reward. If that makes sense, I guess. Oh, totally dude. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, Two more questions for you. Who wins at monopoly? You or your wife? Well, we don't play monopoly. Okay. (laughs) No, but shout out to this thing called Catan. Okay. I don't know if anybody's played Catan. If you haven't started, it's kind of a, it's kind of like monopoly. Okay. Um, no, man, my wife, she's, she's a smart, super smart gal. Um, you know, also super competitive, you know, co- ex-college athlete too, as well. Nice. So in our house, man, whether it's video games, board games, you know, whatever there's, we always compete shit cornhole, dude. Like that's another one. We're avid cornholers <laughs> nice. you know, if occasionally play the outdoor game too, as well. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so with that shit, dude, definitely. Uh, and what's cool though, is it's nice now. Um, my previous, previous spouse, absolutely no drive at all. Fuck that broad. But right. my now that athletic ability or that same drive, it's awesome. Cause now we, we have a common ground and we push each other in the most healthy way. If mm. the other one wins, like for example, at the board game or whatever, you know, we play this thing called Catan a lot. Um, when we play that, especially with other family members or whatever, it's cool. Even when my wife does well and I lose, I rejoice for her and it's a positive thing. But what's cool is if I played against idiots, just like fighting, if you if you lower the level of competition, then you won't play as well. That's why I like to train you know, myself because nobody's a bigger opponent than your own self. Or you yeah. play with all that upper level individuals, it drags you, it forces you to, to get there. So whether it's mental or physical, you know, my wife, she fantastic lady, pushes the hell out of me and very formidable opponent on every every aspect. Nice. Yeah. Uh, last question. I'm a music guy, so I'd love to ask the question, like, what's the favorite type of music for you or do you have a favorite band that you like to listen to? Actually, yes. Um, lots of lots of shit. Very musical, dude. Uh, yeah. Some of my favorites, I'm really, really resonating right now. There's an artist called Doobie. Um, no, it sounds a little crazy. Uh, so I everybody has their own genres they listen to. Sure. I know big white guy don't like rock not a big rock guy enjoy yeah. a lot of rap. ironically also enjoy a lot of like iration uh stick figure a lot of uh, a lot of reggae too as well um i found that that music sues the beast you know that's a that's a famous line so sure. to me that's my 
that is almost my, my key to unlock the different levels of my mentality. I always joke that now I'm finally at peace with my demons, all my demons, they're all care. you know, fall. angels don't fly my way very much. So I got all my guys hanging out and it's whichever one I want to access at the time. If I'm having a rough day, I'll put on some smoother shit and it helps tame me a little bit. Um, I have my own playlist. I go to uh, yellow wolves. Absolutely fantastic. Caskey's uh, another good one. So and I always get into the most indie, most kind of crazy, crazy shit I can. I don't like to follow, follow the flow of everyone else. Nice, man. RJ, it's such an honor to have you on my show, man. And, and you and I have had some great conversations uh, in person. And so it was awesome to have you on the show. And I'm super excited to see you back in the cage, June 11th, Proving Grounds. They're presented by Warrior Camp, man. Wanted to also give you an opportunity to just give a shout out to anybody, man. Coaches, teammates, wife, anything like that, man. The camera's all yours, bro. Absolutely. Huge shout out. I'm actually uh, headed out of town tomorrow to go down to my alma mater high school, Hanford High School down in Tri-Cities. We were talking about that earlier. You're a family. You're from that area, too, as well. You know, yeah. uh, so they got the Battle of the Bone tomorrow going on. I know they won't see this till a little bit later, but the Battle of the Bone, weird tradition. We have a giant cow femur that we pass between the two high school rivals after duels. We have a duel every year. The winner takes the cow femur home, paints it, signs it, does whatever they do. And brings it next year so huge shout out to that um and also huge shout out to my cousin luke uh he's been kind of that that older brother that you know has guided me through the ability to 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 calm myself when i need to and and he was kind of my guinea pig i was the oldest of three so he was the guinea pig that i kind of followed a little bit so you know he'll uh, he's probably going to make an appearance as my corner i don't even have a corner guy for june 11th that's how independent i am as far as training goes Come so on. i live yeah, I told my cousin, hey, man, if you want to show up, squirt water in my mouth, tell me I'm doing good, and that's all I need from you. And that he's there for that shit all the time. So between uh, between those two, other than that, shout out to whoever I'm fighting next. Fucking good luck, bro. Yeah. Dude, so good, man. Thank you again for your time, RJ, man. And uh, looking forward to seeing you fight. Thanks again, man. Yes, sir, Eric. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much for watching the show today. I appreciate it. If you could, please leave a rating and review on our Apple podcast. The link is down below. That helps us get our message out, get the show out, helps us get ranked out there on the Apple podcast. Also, leave a comment below, man. I'd love to know what part of this show made the most impact on you. I respond to every comment on there. And please share this video, whether you're watching on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, please share it out. We want to make sure that we impact as many people as we can with the guests that come on my show and highlight those guests and what they've got going on and they're changing the world. So thank you so much for the time. So appreciate it. Have an awesome day.